Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast. We're here this week to talk about video games and whatever else we feel like. And I'm Ben and with me here is Brandon. What's up? Hey, how you doing, dude? I'm doing well. Just the two of us. That's right. It's a little dim in here because we don't have the light on for Dave to see us on the camera. Because, you know, we don't record video, but we do want to see each other when we're talking. It just creates more of a... Well, sexual environment. A connection. Well, okay, that's another word for what yeah. I said. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Dave's out tonight. He had to work a little late. Phil is, um, well, he's still dead. Am I? Um, but he's in Florida this week. Hopefully he'll be back in the next couple of weeks here. And uh, it's just me and you, buddy. Yeah, man. I was wearing, you're wearing sweatpants. I was wearing sweatpants earlier because I had a long car ride. Mm. I have a rule about sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I don't wear them okay. in public. Okay. Yeah. It's just my own personal thing. Yeah, I do on occasion. Um, but, uh, and by public, I mean, like if I were to come over here, I've worn sweatpants over here before. Right. right. Um, but I won't like, if I go to the store, I'm not going to wear them. It depends. I mean, if it's like Walmart, Bart Simpson, sure. Uh, sweatpants. Yeah. I, I don't even know that I'd wear them in my own home for right. fear of embarrassing myself personally, right. just to myself, to right. nobody else. Um, but now I got to be careful with these gray sweatpants, dude. It's gray sweatpants season. Yeah. That means the bulge is out in full force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Although it is nice because along with the the season comes the cold. Amen. So Amen. you know it, you normally don't <laughs> want that, but it helps in this situation. They kind of mitigate. Yeah, they like mitigate each other. Perfect. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever whatever it takes to get where you need to go. That's right. That's right. Amen. Anyway, that, that was a story about sweatpants, and uh, I I used to work at a private Christian college. And I always used to say that I could I could see the homeschoolers coming from a mile away because <laughs> they were wearing sweatpants and for some reason swirling a, a switchblade. Okay. But I mean, I don't have anything. My kids are homeschooled. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But I know. For a whatever reason, there's just a, there's yeah. just a different ambiance. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely develops you socially in a way that no other thing can. I don't think. Although I don't know. Well, not to get all political, but schools now, I'm not sure they're doing a better job than their parents are. Yeah. They're I mean, both it, doing crap it's job. just. It's just fucked every way you look at it, it pretty really much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about some video games? Let's do it, man. Let's start off with one of my new hobbies, the Oculus Quest. Ooh. I specifically bought a Quest 2 a few weeks ago. And for those who don't know, I quit using Facebook about two years, almost two years ago now. And I basically like went through an insane process, locked myself out of my account, change the email to an email that I never use so that I would have to then, if I decided I wanted to use Facebook, go through two steps of bargaining, denial, whatever (laughs) all those things are. Right. And then decide. So I got this. And of course, you have to link the Oculus Quest 2 to your Facebook account. Of course. Which I knew when I bought it. But I was like, I'll I'll get through it. Well, Facebook held its annual Facebook Connect last week where they, you know, said their name was Meta now. Meta. Yeah, dude. But this comes from overclock3d.net, and it says the Oculus Quest will become the MetaQuest in 2022. 
And along with that, of course, they talk about how you will no longer have to uh, connect your Facebook account at some point in the future to in order to have your Oculus Quest running. And that's the crazy thing. In order to even have it running and, you know, get your games off of it. You got to connect it to Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. So weird, man. So regarding Oculus, this is a quote from Overclock 3D. Regarding Oculus, Facebook's transition to become meta will bring with it some major changes. Starting in 2022, the Oculus brand will be phased out and replaced with meta. Beyond that, Oculus meta accounts will be disassociated with Facebook accounts, removing the platform's Facebook login requirement. To make a long story short, the Facebook brand is toxic and Oculus users do not want to link their VR accounts with their social media profiles. There are many would-be Oculus Quest users who have avoided the headset due to its Facebook account requirement, and many other consumers would like to delete their Facebook account, but can't due to the fact that it is linked to their Oculus account. So, Brandon, this isn't really too big of a concern for you, because right. you don't have an Oculus, you you're not in the VR so much. Right. But what do you think about just the whole, like, this is old news at this point, but like, just the whole thing that they even required it in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I've always thought that was weird. Um, I think why mix things that don't go together. I mean, I get it. It's made by Facebook. I get it. Made by Meta. Whatever at this right. point. Um, well, but, it's made by Oculus, but Facebook yeah, bought them. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I think probably what will happen at some point is they'll create some other login f- to get from you, a new Meta something. Yeah. So, there, I mean, that. well, there already is an Oculus account. You basically have to link your Facebook to your Oculus account. Gotcha. Yeah. And I wonder, honestly, at some point, like, if it'll just be a meta account now. Like, mm-hmm. I just think, honestly, they're going to find a way to get you to do something you don't want to do regardless. Right. Um, I have negative faith in Facebook, um, in yeah. meta. <laughs> so I'm just very wary about all of that. Um, I guess if that's the only way you can do it, then it is what it is. You got to pay to play. Right. But, um, at some point, I mean, you know that even if they're not getting your information through your Facebook account. And by the way, after I logged into mine, I locked myself back out because you can log after you've connected them. You can log back in with your Oculus account. No gotcha. problem. Okay. But anyway, they're still going to find a way to get that info. That oh. sweet, juicy info. From Dude, you. that sweet baby rays, right? <laughs> they're going to get that sweet baby rays info right out of you. Yeah. Um, as the Zuck would say. But I did I, hear him say that in the meta presentation. Sweet dude, he, he's trolling. Didn't I, he have it on his shelf? I don't want to sidestep, <laughs> but he is trolling. He knows how ridiculous he is. Yeah. He's becoming self-aware. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's a robot or a reptilian or what he is. Right. But there was a grilling video where he said Sweet Baby Ray's about 5,000 times. And then in the last presentation, he had it sitting on his fucking mantle on, on a bookshelf. Yeah. He's trolling now. Yeah. He's trolling. You have to assume that somebody with the brain power to create Facebook also has the brain power to understand humor, even if they themselves are not <laughs> yeah. funny. They understand what makes things funny. Right. So I yeah. would imagine that's the case. No, I mean he's seen Facebook. I mean they've seen plenty of memes. Oh yeah, yeah recycled yeah. ones. But so. no, no, just everything about Facebook in the Zuck. Makes me uneasy. Yeah. So, of course, I would not want something that is trapping me in an alternate reality, so to speak, to right. be linked to <laughs> this um, uh, this dastardly company. Yeah. So. Yeah. So whenever I, I logged in, I connected my accounts. I went and said, like, don't share anything. Don't let anybody see anything. And it's not that I'm, like, embarrassed to be playing VR or anything. I just don't want people to know. Yeah. Like, I don't need them. I don't need them to see my Beat Saber workout right. or something, you know? Yeah. 
but it was funny because like every now like every now and then when i log in even though i have everything like shut off it's like do you want to add these friends who have an oculus and i'm like no i haven't seen that guy since 2007 <laughs> i, I don't want right. to know what he's playing on his oculus yeah yeah no um definitely very weird i am still intrigued by the idea of vr i think at some point i probably will hop on yeah um i think it's an amazing medium and uh nothing has really really made me pull the trigger yet but time will tell it'll happen at some point i mean this whole shift over to meta is very intriguing to me right um the whole stuff that microsoft's doing too trying to to kind of dip their toes into this so I guess we'll see how it develops. I wouldn't be surprised if something at some point um, came out on the Microsoft side either uh, as like a more consumer product. But and PSVR too. I mean, yeah, I could easily be enticed. Right. So, right. Um, but I don't know that Oculus would be my first pick. But mm. I guess we'll see. Yeah. the The appealing thing about the about the PlayStation VR is that like that's where you know you have all your games. I have many of my games. It makes sense to stay in that ecosystem. Right. With Quest, like you're buying them all on a separate platform that you've not used before unless you've had an Oculus device. Right, right. So I know some people buy all their games, any ones that are possible, through Steam and then play them through the Connect link or whatever. Right. The Air link or whatever it's called. Uh, I have a few few that way, but for the most part, I've just bought a few things through the Oculus store because I'm like, whatever. I yeah, mean, it's just there. If I'm not going to use the Oculus store, I'm probably not going to be using the Oculus right. device. So right, whatever, you know. might as well. Next up, PAX South has been canceled for not just this year, but for the foreseeable future. Well, wow. this comes directly from Pax's, Pax's, Pax's Twitter account says when the first Pax was held in 2004, we expected at most 100 locals to show up. Never in our wildest dreams did we anticipate more than 3000 passionate fans to arrive or for our one time event to turn into a series held in five cities around the world. While each of our other events have flourished, some of them drawing hundreds of thousands of attendees from around the world, PAX South hasn't expanded and to some extent has remained the same show that it was when we opened it in 2015. Faced with that reality and compounded by the impact of COVID-19, we've made the difficult decision to bring PAX South to an end for the foreseeable future. The heart of PAX South lives on in the incredible memories we made in our Texas community and with the international fans and enforcers who came out to support the show. We're sorry to all our friends who are looking forward to the show's return in 2022. We joined them in that but we hope to see you again at our other events as pax returns you will forever be part of our family yada 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 yada. so this took place in san antonio it's no longer happening now i don't know what i mean i'm I'm sure it was just a matter of like okay if if the next time we have pax it doesn't pax south it doesn't get to this number we got to call it because we're losing money on it or something and like sometimes you lose money on new ventures right that's a thing like you lose money until you make money right but I know from a developer friend of mine who uh, actually she's not a developer she is a uh, part of a major public or or a pretty big publisher um, says that like internally all the all the publishers and developers kind of hate PAX South why I don't really know because it's like it's the same event is so is is attendance low? Is that part of the problem? Yeah, I think attendance was low, compounded with the fact that some of the publishers just choose not to go. I don't know if it's bad timing, if it's the venue isn't great. Is it Texas? I mean, San Antonio is huge. There's yeah. all sorts of cultural stuff well, down there. I, honestly, I would imagine that, you know, you got west, you got east, right. you got south. I yeah. mean, you're hitting every corner of the U.S. Yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about the U.S., but... Right. You know, you would think there would be enough people in the vicinity 
that attendance wouldn't be a problem, even if, I don't know, San Antonio wasn't a big gamer hub. Right. But like... But it is. But like, I don't know. I just feel yeah. like there's enough states around that. I'm surprised that this would happen, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, regardless, I mean, and it could be too like, okay, so we got to get a build together for the end of summer for PAX South or PAX West. And we got to get a build together for the beginning of spring PAX East. And then right in the, well, when was, wow, when was uh, PAX South? Whatever PAX South is, we also <laughs> exactly. got to get one for exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah. So uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's like maybe just bad timing. Three shows with the same lineup was bad timing yeah. and there's other shows around the same time. It could have been anything, but yeah. I imagine like if the publishers aren't coming and the devs aren't coming, then less people are going to come. And then the people who do come are like, well, there wasn't really that much there. Right. And then because there's less people there, even more publishers pull out. So right. it's probably just a it's like a compounding self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm very grateful because if I was on that side of the woods. Yeah. The Mississippi, I guess. The Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> if I was on that side of the Mississippi, I, you know, it it's would probably suck. Where you go. Yeah. It would suck. Like, like, I don't know. If I attended PAX South, I feel bad for a lot of people. I know how I would feel if PAX East was never happening again. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the closest one to us. So, yeah, it sucks. There's other options, but, you know, you live in the Midwest. You're going to go, have to go halfway across the country one way or the other, I guess. So, right. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, hopefully PAX East kicks back up again next year in yeah. traditional format. We'll see what kind of situation we're in, but I'm jonesing to go back to another conference. And honestly, not even necessarily to see games. I just kind of want to go I'm itching. to Dude, I'm fucking itching. <laughs> yeah. It's been long enough. I need... I just need it, man. Need it's, it. it's like PAX East was like one of the best times of the year. Yeah. Easily. Hands sure. down. Maybe the best time of the year. Right. Fuck Christmas at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I'm I'm ready to go to Boston, yeah. you know. Maybe I'll finally make it out to Harpoon. So Oh man, we've still never been to Harpoon. I know, yeah. Every time I'm the like, other breweries out there. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm like, let's stop here. And then it never works out. Yeah. Not purposefully, but Yeah. All right. Two of our favorite topics, China and Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right top, now. Top two right there. Yeah. Uh this comes from thegamer.com says, Fortnite China, known as Fortress Night in the Chinese translation, will no longer be available according to the game's official website. The version of Fortnite in China is quite different from what the rest of the world plays and was only available via an authorized Chinese internet provider. The test of Fortress Night has come to an end. We will shut down the server in the near future, reads a Google translation of the website. It indicates that registration of new players and the download portal will be unavailable as of November 1st, which as we're recording this was yesterday, and the game will become inaccessible to existing players on November 15th. The news was shared by a reliable Fortnite source, iFire Monkey. Man, imagine being known as a Fortnite source. <laughs> he credited Arcops for spotting it. No other information about this has come to light as of yet, and it's unclear what this has to do with China's new restrictions against online gaming. Now, I don't know 100% what this includes, but... This website said, the gamer says, uh, Fortnite China, there are no in-game transactions and several gameplay features have been incorporated in order to make it easier for less skilled players. You stop receiving XP after 90 minutes and cannot compete in challenges. A notification then prompts you to go and study. Lordy, lordy. There are also many cosmetic changes, for instance. No skulls are depicted due to regulations, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> God. So I would imagine that this is a combination of things. One... China's insane laws with gaming in general. Right. Two. Well, 
real quick, yeah. we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how they limited young children yes. to certain hours. So maybe this is just like a tumble effect right. of things. I was trying to find a good number of how many people play Fortnite in China, but oh, I'm I'll not, be, I'm not finding there, it easily. Were a bunch, so go ahead. Yeah. I mean, so they have all these funky rules, like no skulls and stuff like that, right. which, hey, maybe that is a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. And then no, also they just put that crackdown in place with the amount of hours you could play. And I, I would imagine Epic was just like, you know what? We're having to create basically an entirely separate game at this point. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. They're making so much money other places. Oh, yeah. That even, even China isn't enough money, which a lot of companies... Don't adhere by that. A lot of companies oh, will yeah. bend to the will of the CCP. They'll cater to them. Uh, they'll oh, like, just bend to the will. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of China. To Pooh Bear. To Pooh Bear. <laughs> <laughs> to the Pooh Bear. <laughs> Along with this, this comes from Reuters. Tencent's $1.3 billion sumo deal comes under U.S. security probe. Now, we remember we talked about the fact that Tencent was buying Sumo Digital a while back. Yes. And also as part of that, Sumo does some military simulations Ooh. for the U.S. and other, you know, major, um, others of our allies. And so there was a concern and everything. Well, we didn't hear a whole lot about it for a while, but this says, quote, a U.S. national security panel is investigating Tencent Holdings' $1.27 billion takeover of Sumo Digital Group or Sumo Group. The British video game maker said on Friday in a possible setback to the Chinese internet giant. Sumo, which has studios in the United States and four other countries, said Tencent had agreed to offer undertakings to gain approval from the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which assesses deals to ensure they do not hurt national security. The secretive task force, which is also looking into the U.S. sale of TikTok, has heightened its scrutiny of Chinese deals under former President Donald Trump. Tencent made a deal with Sumo in July, just days after China's market regulator blocked its plans to merge video game streaming sites Huya and Douya, Douyu, on antitrust grounds. Hmm. Uh, Sumo and Tencent are engaging with that organization to get clearance, and that's basically it. That's, gotcha. the, that's the whole thing here. Gotcha. Um, but man, I, what if? What if China was told no? Wouldn't that be crazy? I would probably be about that, yeah. um, first of all. Um, but no, I mean, I definitely think it's important to look into this sort of thing. I'm glad that something's happening. I mean, what did you say, $1.7 billion? Uh, it's $1.3. Jesus 3 Christ. Or something like that. I mean, that's a lot of fucking money to throw around. It sure is. So, you know, there has to be something to gain. Yeah. I mean, I guess money, but that's, that's the whole thing behind it. Is it just money? Right. That they're trying to gain from all this. So I don't know. As things continue to unfold with um, China, it's really been interesting seeing seeing how the U.S. handles that. And I guess you said this goes along with the TikTok thing as well. Yeah. Well, the, the same, same group. The is same committee. Them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It, it's funny because that the TikTok thing, like, what, what did they do? When they told them no, they were able to, like, splinter it off somehow. And I don't remember how it worked. I'm sure that Tencent... And Sumo and whatever, they'll come to some sort of arrangement yeah. where they're like, okay, well, the, the U.S. one is owned by different people and right. whatever else. Right. So. They'll make it work. Even oh, if they yeah. have to make the Swiss bank account, they will make, <laughs> <laughs> they will make it work. Um, I really do wonder, like, obviously, this is not the first time Tencent has bought something. No. <laughs> Clearly. No, 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 Especially no. something with U.S. interests. Yeah, no, no, but no. But I no. wonder if the reason that the, the U.S. government you know, committee or whatever stepped in is because they're worried about national security stuff. Yeah. I mean, you would assume that'd have to be it. 
at this point. I would imagine. It depends on... I, I don't know. I don't know much about Summa Digital, but yeah. if some of the things you were mentioning earlier are even partially true, yeah, you got to imagine there's something there to look into. It's wild because... Like, you know, when we think about, like, countries overtaking each other, we think about, like, soldiers and tanks and yeah. stuff like that. And China is, like, not just recently. They've stepped it up recently. Right. But for many years, they've just, I mean, China could just be like, hey, we want all our money back that you borrowed from us. Hey, yeah. by the way, we're not producing the parts for your machines anymore. Yeah. Like, they could destroy us in a in a signature. Yeah. Or actually less yeah. than a signature. Without doing any, without any bloodshed. Right. So we give them all our money and in return, they give us all our products, but they don't actually need our money. No, they just do it. Yeah. So that's definitely kind of scary um, to think about in that way. But it is what it is, man. I, I guess so. it is what it is. I mean, it's 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 above our pay grade. The wildest thing by a couple is, billion. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see a lot of people talking about it or covering it. Well, the whole thing just concerns me. I mean, wasn't there a security chief or something of one of the heads that just resigned because they said the cybersecurity in the U.S. is so fucking lackluster, it's just a nightmare? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't see that. I'm going to have to look it up again. It wouldn't surprise me, though. But, like, yeah, I don't know. That sort of thing just concerns me. Whenever you see foreign powers moving into the U.S. Yeah. And, I mean, we can't almost anything right that we ever try. I mean, there's constant strafe in the country mm -hmm. on any side you look at it. Yeah. And so it just concerns me that, you know, there's plots going on while we're arguing over fucking spilt milk. Right. And I just hope that... Fortnite. Yeah. And I just hope that these fucking old geezers that run our fucking government do something. I don't know. You yeah. gotta You gotta just hope. Yeah. Um, because I'm certainly not the president. I'm certainly not important. But... Um, <laughs> Hope's all I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, moving on to a more uh, enlightening topic, or not enlightening, but um, uplifting topic. Sure. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Uh, this comes from GameInformer.com. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is already Ubisoft's... Ubisoft or Ubisoft? What do you say? I've said... I used to say Ubisoft. I think I've just heard so many people call Ubisoft that that's what I call... What is right? I think normally I call it Ubisoft. But just now I said Ubisoft yeah. and it kind of threw me off. It's, yeah. it's, I, like I'll, I'll say Colorado and Colorado yeah. interchangeably because yeah. I don't know. I just say shit weird just to say it sometimes. You know? That's true. Like Italian dressing. So. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla is already Ubisoft's, even out there, second biggest <laughs> game of all time. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has made them a lot of money. That's because it's the publisher's second publisher. Wait, what? Largest profit-generating game in its entire history, and it's achieved that title in less than 12 months. Curious as to what Ubisoft's biggest game of all time is? So are we, but Ubisoft doesn't mention who wears the crown in its fiscal earning report released today, and this was a couple days ago now. Definitely steep. Definitely what? Steep. Steep. Yeah, Probably I'm steep. Just um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been outperforming Assassin's Creed Odyssey across the board since its release. This quarter, the Siege of Paris expansion, whose creation was led by the amazing team at Singapore, delivered record engagement. In less than 12 months, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is already the second largest profit generation game in Ubisoft's history, reflecting the remarkable strength and value of the franchise. Ubisoft says more great content is on the way for the second year of, on market, making special mention of content coming in the second half of the current fiscal year. 
It's unclear if this content will be more in line with free DLC or paid expansions like the recent Siege of Paris. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Elsewhere, in the fiscal earnings report, Ubisoft recently released Far Cry 6 is performing quite well too. There wasn't any mention of specific sales numbers, but the publisher says playtime per player is up 25% in Far Cry 6 compared to Far Cry 5. That's because if you don't play it, they send you a mean email telling you you're a loser. That's because you made it so fucking long. I added that last part, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, Doesn't mean it's fun. This is interesting because it, it also goes on to say that uh, the, the the fiscal report said that early sales were in line with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is really interesting to me that the early sales of Odyssey and Valhalla were the same, but apparently Valhalla is having more staying power as far as purchases and maybe even people buying the DLC, DLC yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. which I'm wondering if that's because a lot of people have new consoles, sold off their old ones. This is one of the, you know... Few, I say few, relatively few games that are available to play. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're an old school Assassin's yeah, Creed fan. I find this so interesting because all of the discourse I've seen on the internet, I've heard from my friends, like even bigger Assassin's Creed fans than I am, um, didn't like Valhalla as much. And I find it so interesting. And not that my little bubble is the whole world. Clearly right. the sales numbers speak differently, but as a quality of game from people that I trust, right? Odyssey seems to be a, mu a, a much higher tier of game yeah. than Valhalla right. um, in a lot of ways. And I don't get how it would end up like this. Like, I don't know if they've made the DLC so enticing that people just hop in. I haven't even heard great things about the DLC, to be honest. So I don't know where the numbers are coming from. And this, you know, I'm not just trying to shit on them for no reason. I'm just mostly confused mm -hmm. by the numbers because who the fuck is talking about this who the I, fuck is still playing this i mean yeah like i said this is my bubble this is what i see i follow the same right. you know certain people on twitter but like i could probably pop on a twitch right now i don't know many people are going to be streaming there's always a lot of people streaming everything but right. like you know what i mean though it just doesn't it doesn't line up with how I felt about the game or what I how, how I thought it was performing. Yeah. But clearly the numbers are speaking differently here. Right now, again, Twitch doesn't always indicate real life, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla has 316 viewers. Yeah, man. Like, not to say that Twitch is the end-all be-all, like you said, but like, right. I don't see people talking about it. I don't see people talking about the DLC. My yeah. friends have played the DLC and haven't really talked incredibly highly of it. Dave is really high on, I don't know about the DLC, but the, on Valhalla in general, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I remember him saying he really liked it, but I don't know. At some point, these games kind of took a turn 
for me and become became something that I wasn't really interested in. And I feel like it's been a long time since then. Yeah. Um, ever since talking about Far Cry 6, I just question whether or not Ubisoft make game makes games that I like. Right. Um, and I think the answer to that is they don't anymore. It's um, funny because I see the Ezio trilogy was the last time I was into, into Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Now there's been other ones that have come out that I've played and liked and enjoyed, but I just, maybe it's that I play like different games now than I used to. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that they changed them enough that I still like the same games, but they aren't the same game. They certainly yeah. aren't the same games anymore. Yeah. Um, but I just have gone so far away from them that, I mean, I even have Valhalla. Yeah. And I haven't played it. Yeah. I just, something about the way they make games now is so big and so grand and so diluted. That's the best way I can describe it is every yeah. time I play one of these new games, you know, I played Odyssey. I think I even, what was the one in Egypt? Was that Origins? Origins. Yeah. Origins. I I played some of Origins. I own Odyssey. Right. Um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to give it another go. But like I said, they just feel diluted. And Far Cry Six felt that way a little bit for me. There's yeah. no need for these games to be this big and this expansive. Tighten it up. Tighten up the stories. Tighten up the visuals. Tighten up everything about it. Right. Less is sometimes more. And I feel like that's not how Ubisoft operates anymore. Right. They just want everything to be, you know, a, a million Korok seeds worth of shit to do. Right. You know, so I, I don't know. But was there, there ever a more disappointing collectible than the Korok seeds? I don't think. Yeah. You just literally get a pile of golden shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. It's, what a troll. Yeah, I know. It, it really is fucking Nintendo. Always, always finding a way to grind my gears. Um, but... No, I mean, I guess good for them. Um, they have some IPs that I really like, yeah. or I liked at one point, so I want to see them succeed. And I think that they have the opportunities and the abilities to make good games. Right. But they're just... Yeah, I just keep going back to they feel diluted for me. And yeah. a diluted game but, isn't as fun. It isn't as right. enjoyable. It isn't as, as meaningful. Um, I enjoyed a couple hours of... And I keep going back to this because I, I, I don't know. I don't want to harp on, on always saying God of War is like the best game for PS4, but like... But it, it is. <laughs> I, I have more clear, yeah. memorable experiences, quality memorable experiences that changed the way I felt about video games in that series in like a couple hours yeah. than I did the entire time of me playing Far Cry 6. I'm, it's going to be like a blip right. on my video game map that I'm going to say I played that. Right. But there's not a whole lot that I think... I'm going to remember about Far Cry 6 aside from playing it. Right. You know what I mean? And that kind of sums it up, man. I don't know. But yeah. They're selling, so I guess they're doing something right. I mean, I think that the Far Cry games and Assassin's Creed games, you know, they, they cater a little bit to the least common denominator. And by least, I'm not like, that's not an insulting thing. It's just like uh, the majority of people can sink their teeth into them. Right. They're not going to be a niche game. They're they just are, digestible. They're digestible. Yeah. They're pretty easy to follow as far as like, oh, okay, now I have to go over here and get this. And like, right. they're, they're checkbox games. Yeah. And like, there's a part of me that loves checkbox games. Oh, certainly. I mean, totally different style of game, but Maneater. Yeah. I loved Maneater because I was like, okay, I got to get this many Dude. of that. I got to get that, that many of this. Tripwire had something with that. Yeah. I really fucked with that. Yeah. But 
I don't know. It's just that's probably, if I had to guess, knowing you and your gaming styles, why you're not as into the new Far Cry and most other Ubisoft games now. But the majority of people clearly still are. It's like we don't understand. We love Call of Duty, right? Right. You and I. Right. But I don't really understand why people feel like that every one is the best one. Yeah. You know, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of have fallen out of that. Um, I guess maybe when you have less, and that might be the other thing, you know. True. If you have less, I had less back in the day, yeah. so I had less to base it off of. Right. Um, but that doesn't change the end result. I need to go so. back and play the Ezio collection again and see how I feel about it now yeah. because I have such fond. Maybe I shouldn't. I have such yeah, I fond say, memories of it. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> I have such fond memories of it. I'm wondering if I would still enjoy it. It is kind of old at this point. It, I mean, it would definitely be dated. Yeah. But then again, I play NES sure, games still. Sure, so. sure, sure. Yeah. All right, moving on. New World. I've talked a lot about New World because I, uh, fortunately, my buddy Locke gave it to me because he wanted me to play it with him. And I've had a lot of fun with it. I just, I, I, it's not a lack of desire. I just literally haven't had the time. I was away for a few days and stuff like that to play it in the last uh, 10 days or so. But Amazon Games, this is from PC Games N. Amazon Game Studios' MMO New World has lost more than half of its player base since its launch. While initially, player accounts for the game had been extremely promising, launching to 650,000 concurrent players before raising significantly to over 900,000 at the beginning of October. Wow. Over 500,000 players have left New World in less than a month. New World has certainly had a rough time since its stellar launch on September 28th. Various major bugs and exploits have turned up, and even its best feature, the sheer number of players, proved troublesome as servers got overloaded, waiting times skyrocketed, and the ability to transfer between servers got progressively more and more delayed. Now, by the way, real quick on that um, waiting times, I only waited one time, and it was for like four minutes, because I didn't choose a pop server that all the streamers were in. Right, right. I didn't need to be trying to stream snipe them. Yeah, right. But imagine if your one chance you get, you just happen to pick <laughs> the wrong one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure plenty of people just like saw one with a bunch of people in it. Yeah, there. like, uh, yeah. yeah. According to Steam charts, it would seem that the majority of players have either had enough of these issues or are waiting for New World to become more stable or get more features and have stopped playing for the time being. New World's peak concurrent player count since launch stands at an excellent 913,000 and change players on October 3rd. Now that's like five days after the game came out. Since then, averaging player counts have been steadily declining every week, so the peak concurrent player count this weekend is only 398,526, a drop of around 57%. Now, okay. The game has lost a lot of players. Sure. A lot of people have played a ton and maxed out, and now they've moved on to something else until a new update drops. Sure. That's pretty common. Yeah. Even if a bunch of people decided they didn't like it anymore and they're frustrated by these things, they still have 400,000 people playing the game. It's still a lot. That's still a lot of people. It's it, it's headline worthy only because it was such a bang success at the beginning. I feel like the casuals dropped off. The people that were just checking out the game dropped off. Sure. And I feel like this is pretty normal. I don't know. And it's not only normal for any new game, it's very normal for MMOs. Yeah. Especially for people who are like, okay, I went in, I completed the main story quest, I built up my character a little bit, next time there's something to do, I'll hop back in. Right. People do that with WoW. Yeah, yeah. People do that, yeah. Have you ever been much of an MMO guy at all? Uh, no. No? No, yeah, that, I feel like that space is dominated by PC players, and that's been something that I've never, unfortunately, been a part of. Um, I dabbled with ESO, but, 
um, it always felt slightly wrong to me right? Um, in some way. But now I would love to get in in some day, um, but not today. <laughs> today is not that day. Today is not that day. I've been interested in MMOs always. As a matter of fact, when I was in like high school and college, I always would think like, I really wish I could get addicted to something. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just like a stupid thing like that would go through my head. Right. And I mean, I like uh, MMOs, but I never stick with them very long. And it's always because like in the first few hours, you explore, you figure out everything there is to do, then you decide you're tired of the grind. New World is one of those games where I thought I would have already been done with it. But I love just going in and chopping down trees for an hour while I'm watching something on Netflix. Yeah, no, exactly. Like something stupid like that. Yeah. And not that you couldn't do that in other games, but it feels a little different. Yeah. So it's not, that's not enough to keep me there for years upon end. Yeah. But I definitely have enjoyed my time with it. And it's a game that I'm not going to play dozens of hours a week of or anything. No. But I think it's, it's definitely something that I could stick with at least like, you know, hopping in one night a week or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is something definitely to keep your eye on. I think that, the response has been there. And yeah. Lord knows that Amazon has the fucking money to make it happen. Oh, sure. So I wouldn't be surprised if we even see this. Will it get back up to the peak numbers? No. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But I wouldn't be surprised if when the DLC drops, you know, content drops, whatever. Right. That, you know, it just shoots right back up. And like you said earlier, it's still a lot of players playing. Yeah. Like, Either way you cut it, yeah. there's still a lot of people playing the game. Yes. So don't get the headline twisted. <laughs> right. Man, not to go off on a tangent, but there was this game called Wizardry back in the early 2010s that was pretty popular, and then it started waning, and then they, they deleted it off the internet. Oh, Lord. But it was an MMORPG, and my brother-in-law and I would play it all the time. And it was insane. It was great. Nice. I don't know. I just... If anybody ever out there ever played Wizardry, let me know. Hit us up in the Discord or something. Yeah. This is the last big story, real story I have for tonight. Games in, GamesIndustry.biz posted this on Thursday. It says the U.S. Copyright Office has announced the change of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, also known as DMCA, that will let console owners repair the optical drives on their own devices. The exemption led by the Librarian of Congress also allows consumers to perform diagnosis, maintenance, and repair on other software-enabled electrical devices. For, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> Quote, for the reasons discussed in the register's recommendation, the register recommended expanding the existing exemption for diagnosis, maintenance, and repair of certain categories of devices to cover any software-enabled that is software-enabled device that is primarily designed by, for use by consumers. Getting all tongue-tied there. The register also notes that the exemption to video game consoles is limited to optical drive repair. If game consoles don't have a disk drive, such as the digital PS5 model, it is not eligible for self-repair under the new rule. Now, Brandon, this isn't really something that we've had to dabble with much, but I know that a lot of people and across the world are like lobbying for right to repair laws. Yeah, I actually was just going to say that. I'm seeing this kick up everywhere. Yeah. I mean, a lot in tech. Yeah. Um, But I find it very interesting. Um, I think that being locked behind a a company to fix something you already own is kind of scummy. Right. Um, And I'm even thinking of issues like you had, not to say that... You could have even fixed if you even knew right. what was wrong with your PS5. You know, right. going back to that, I don't want to bring up old trauma. <laughs> um, but uh, well, but it still haunts me. Don't worry. I, yeah. But I mean, maybe you could have and you wouldn't have been out of a PS5 for weeks and weeks. Three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's good either way you cut it. Um, I'm glad that 
it's a small step, but I guess it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and I would love a future where even if you buy a console, it can be as repairable and interchangeable. I mean, that's what we're moving to. Sure. Uh, repairable and, and interchangeable as a PC. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like if I want to put a jacked up fan on my PS5, I don't want to void the warranty. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I should be able to do that. Right. So, so this is a step. It's the it's the optical drives, and I'm wondering why they specifically chose that. Yeah, that's a little. Is is there an issue with optical drives? I don't know. That not to an my issue, knowledge, but I think it's just that, like, it, if I had to guess, there was probably some move on a different type of device that, like, it was like, why can't we just change out the optical optical drive? Right. A CD drive for all those who don't know, it's DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Yeah. And. They just applied it across the board. Yeah. And specifically mentioned video game consoles in there. I mean, I don't think that the majority of people want to be cracking open their brand new PlayStation and we're trying to replace the GPU right. or something. Yeah. Um, but if you had the resources to do so, I don't know why it, it why be. you're not allowed. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and it doesn't, it's not even just a matter of avoiding your warranty that is an issue but like let's say your warranty is up and you still want to do it a lot of them don't even provide the parts yeah. to be able to do it yeah you have to like get a another ps5 that has a broken something else and you know switch right. out the parts whatever you, so. you gotta part it out yeah but no i think if i if i want to tear apart my playstation one and put a blu-ray drive in there i shouldn't void my 30 year old warranty at this point right. <laughs> you, know you, I mean? you probably are safe on that one i don't think you'll avoid anything <laughs> on that one um but now, now this is definitely good. Um, I love the idea of being able to fix your own shit. I feel like it just makes sense. And why it was ever an issue to begin with is completely silly. Yeah. And these companies are fucking greedy for doing that sort of shit, as right. usual. Um, but, of yeah. Of course they are. It's good. That's it's what good. they do. It's good stuff. Brandon, this isn't really a news story. I just wanted to kind of share it. Yeah. Uh, I was in Cincinnati this past weekend Ooh. visiting my cousins and their son for Halloween. We took the boys down and went trick-or-treating and all that good stuff just because just to hang out. Fun, dude. And while I was there, I got an alert from one of my deal tracking apps that was like, hey, all these games are really cheap at Walmart right now. I was like, hmm, there's like 75 Walmarts within 20 minutes of me. Let's <laughs> oh, see what shit. I can find. So I went to one and they only had one of the games and I went to another one and they had all the games except for that one oh, that Lord. I was looking for yeah. specifically. Uh, I grabbed... Death Stranding, oh, PS4 copy, hell which yeah. I didn't have. I had borrowed it from Dustin previously. Yeah. And now that the update is out, I'm like, well, I'd give it another try. Yeah, dude. Uncharted Lost Legacy. Excellent. Which I have all the other Uncharted games. Yeah, might as well. Because of PS Plus and stuff. So yeah. might as well. Uh, Planet Coaster, PS5 version. I've always wanted to play that. Yeah. I've, I, it's, I've, yeah, go ahead. I would say, I, I've seen like some insane builds. Yeah. I wouldn't be, I would just be fumbling around in the dark, honestly, but... Um, it'd be fun to fuck around a little bit. I bought it because I thought this could be fun, but also this is probably something that the boys would enjoy playing. Oh, yeah, dude. They would love that. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Excellent. For PS5. Excellent. The launch edition. I have the PS4 version. Awesome game. Uh, the Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay. It's for PS4. It's just a regular edition, but I think there's a free upgrade, isn't there? Even if there's not, I don't care. It was like, I'll tell you how much it was in a minute. Can't beat that. Yeah. Uh, and the Devil May Cry PS5 Special Edition. Ooh, we! I, I actually really want to play that. I paid twenty dollars for all oh, of them combined. God damn, that's 20, a, like twenty dollars and some change. Love to see it. And I'm like, I don't really understand 
what was happening. Like, even if they were putting these things on clearance for Black Friday. Right. And it was a mistake that they put them out early. Right. They wouldn't have put them out for like 2 and $4 each. I think like maybe 10. Yeah. 10 is the lowest you really ever see games go. You would assume that just like the maybe these out of the way Walmarts, like they just stock them regardless. Yeah. I mean, Walmart's so big. They right. probably just have so much. Right. They literally don't know what to do with it. So I'm assuming at this point they're just clearing shelves. I mean, the clearance section, I, I never see a clearance section in video games as big. Yeah. As when I go to Walmart. There That's is true. But always they something. They weren't on the clearance section. They were just still in the racks. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And like I was seeing some people post and everything from other places and they were like, yeah, they were just all. Hmm. And like when I, the, the one game I bought was fine. It was whatever. Uh, but then I, I got all the other ones. And when he took them to the register, they all rang up and he was like, hmm, these are all ringing up really cheap. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> they are. They're, I said, I think they're clearing a lot of mal. You know, the, some of the PS4 ones, they've come out with PS5 copies and they want you to buy the PS5 copies over the PS4, right, whatever. Right. And he's like, that's crazy. I got to go see if there's... And I was like, yeah, there's no more. Like they had, um, they had except for Death Stranding, they only had one copy of every game I bought. Oh, damn. So like it kind of made sense that they were so cheap. Right, but, right, right. But uh, he was just like, that's a crazy good deal, man. Would you, would you be willing... To, and he, he wanted to know about Yakuza. He's like, would you sell that to me? And I was like... No. <laughs> just like, just, that's why I'm buying it I right just, now. I just bought it for $2. You'd have to offer me significantly more than that for me not to have a game for $2 that I, did, that I kind of wanted. And it, it's like, it's funny because like, I probably would have eventually, if I played through all the other Uncharted games again, right. I might have bought Lost Legacy on a sale or something. Right. I probably never would have bought Planet Coaster. Probably wouldn't have bought Like a Dragon because it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, Devil May Cry, I have been looking for a deal on. Death Stranding, I was thinking about playing again. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just funny because I was like, well, they're $2 and $4. Of course I'm going to buy them. And he's like, would you be willing to... Uh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Not, not going to do that. No, that's great, dude. That's honestly some of my favorite things to pick up, Like especially like on Black Friday. I mean, obviously you got some steals. Yeah. But um, I'll buy games that I won't even play just to own. It's kind of pathetic. But yeah. I love the collection. Right. I got to keep it expanding. Like I have Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. I don't even think it's open. Yeah. I just have it sitting on my shelf and I'm glad I, I have it. I when you bought that <laughs> and you bought something else at a similar time. Yeah. And you were like, I'm not going to open this. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, I just like to have it and call me crazy. But, you know, you get a, a PS4 game for 20 or less dollars. I'm like, hey, I don't even need to play this. Right. Just Death, to have it. Yeah. Death Stranding has given me more than enough money's worth to just buy this game and let it sit. So right. I'm willing to uh, let it let it stay. Nice. I haven't really been playing much because I was out of town almost the entire time since the last episode we recorded. You said you really haven't been playing much either, right? Yeah, yeah, no. I, I mean, I played some more Death Stranding. Absolutely nothing new to add to that. Um, God, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's literally it. Nice. Um, I'm just biding my time for the shooters to come out. Honestly, at this point. I'm still very torn about the whole situation. I'm not going to talk about it because we just talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of waiting. Just yeah. kind of waiting. I want to get Kena probably physical just because I think it's a cute game and I'd yeah. love to have a physical. Yeah. So I'll get that at some point. Oh, in a couple weeks, GTA Trilogy. Oh, 100%. Yes. yes. And I think, well, maybe not in a couple weeks because I think the physical releases after. But it does, yeah. Very soon. Right. Um, and I am going to be there day one. I will pay $60. Yes, sir. For the, uh, <laughs> for the trilogy. So very beloved games. Uh, we talked about it last week, but yeah, just kind of bide my time, just kind of trying to finish up and, uh, uh, 
deliver some more packages. That's about it. Just deliver that package, baby. Yeah, deliver it, man. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, a little shorter, a couple of minutes shorter than normal, but we always give you at least an hour. Sure. So, you know, this week you can suck it. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. All right. If you're not part of our Patreon, we would appreciate it. Uh, we do, uh, it's, a, it's a dollar a month. So, like, a quarter or less per episode a month to get early access ad-free. Really, though. I mean, you're supporting the boys. Yeah. The HP boys. Appreciate over it. Here. And if you're not part of our Discord, hop in there and uh, see what's going on. Yeah. You can do the Patreon at patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Discord's at handsomephantom.com slash discord. We'd love to have you in there. We'd love for you to be a patron. If you don't want to be a patron, it's fine. We'll still let you listen. No worries. Yeah. Pop into Discord. It costs nothing. We'd love to talk to you. That's right. Discord is absolutely free. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. The HP Podcast and HandsomePhantom.com are supported by our proud patrons over at Patreon. If you want to support the show, head over to Patreon.com slash HandsomePhantom. Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavallero, Jason Canham, and Kevin Lucas.